Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on? Today, I have with me Brooklyn Wright. Brooklyn is the founder of Boy Society, the largest and most diverse platform for queer, androgynous, and the tomboy community. Brooklyn, what is going on? Hello, hello. Hello. What a pleasure to have you on. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I cannot wait to talk to you about all the things. For those who do not know, and I'm sure there are very few of them, tell everyone what Boy Society is, B-O-I Society is, and how it got started. Um, Boy Society, as I look at it, is one of the largest platforms to exist and largest network to exist for queer people and people of color. We started out as a magazine and kind of just stood in this space for representation for masculine of center folks, especially very stylish ones at the time. And we've just grown with the community over what's now been, you know, a little bit over half of a decade. And we're continuing to be represented and to stand as that beacon of representation, I think is the best way to put it. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, so there's so many different arms or parts of Boy Society, right? I mean, you guys are doing the boxes, you know, you have a platform. Can you tell us about the various arms of it? Um, well, we've just grown so large, right? Like, I guess there are definitely some arms. Right. So I started to the boys box is super popular. So I think you definitely have to kind of touch on that from a style. Please, please. Because it is a beloved item of (laughs) the boys in the boys club. And that is a subscription box that I do when I feel like it now. Right. Like, I don't know that it's very consistent. It's like one off boxes of fashion and love that I put Mm. together for the community and we ship them out. We've also grown I think the big thing that was so key about Boy Society is that I am just so aware that we're a large platform that really does have an impact on queer culture. And so I wanted to take that to the next level and not just be, you know, this fashion Instagram page. And so we jumped off and created The Intersection, which is the largest network for queer people in business. Mm. Um, And that's probably the major thing of where we're headed now. But again, we've been in the space for so long that we do a lot of different things, but mostly we love our community and we're looking for ways of how do we bring us together online and offline? How do we help with the ecosystem of, you know, how we spend money and the queer dollar? And how do we just help people be authentically themselves in whatever way possible. Oh, fantastic. That's that's amazing. So, you know, I'm so curious because you are a one focused, driven individual. <laughs> well, thank you. It's very clear that you are. And so I'm so curious. I want to know how you get the inspiration to do these various arms. Like what drives what you decide to do in terms of Boys Aside? You have a subscription box. You have the intersection. It sounds like as though you also have some panels and meetups that you guys do. Yeah, yeah. What drives each of those things? And, you know, what could drive tomorrow something new? I think it's the need, right? I think I'm, I'm not unaware of the fact that we don't have a lot of representation globally. It's only only been now since the internet has created that you can actually find your tribe worldwide. That was not a thing before, right? So we currently have a little bit over 50,000 people on our Instagram page. And 
to be able to find 50,000 real queer people, people of color and kind of that spectrum that happens for us online, you Mm -hmm. could not do that before. And I am not unaware of the gift that I hold in my hand by being able to do that. But I think the big thing is that it's really just driven by what I want to see in the world. I started Boy Society because I wanted to see myself. Mm -hmm. And once I started to see myself and once we started to show that in various different ways, right? Like masculinity, queerness, brown and black queer people, it was very clear that it was a spectrum. And it was very clear that we were kind of leading that space. There was not a lot of it out there before. What was out there before was not super diverse. It wasn't super urban. We changed that. And once you started to, I think the, you know what, the best thing that was ever said to me once was, and it was by a teacher, they told me to feed them when their mouths are open. And so I started to realize we had a lot of open mouths. Yeah. And so then it was, well, I'm not going to feed them anything. What's nutritious? Right, 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 right. That meant, okay, now we need to do, you know, it wasn't just enough to just represent fashion. Well, most of us couldn't fit in what society was showing as fashion, right? You couldn't find it in your size. It doesn't have the curves for hips. So we started to build our own fashion boxes. Then we realized that, oh my gosh, like, we don't really get to meet up and hang out outside of club spaces. So we went in and started to do conversations and more more gatherings that wouldn't require alcohol and loud music. The intersection, which is just really my baby and where we're headed and where I think we're going to change the world, is we don't have the proper connect. I think, you know, fashion was great. I'm glad that we all look good. But then I started to wonder, but are we good, right? Like, I'm, we're getting married more than we ever have in history. We're starting businesses. We're existing and taking over industries and corporations and all of these things. And I'm like, well, where's the network? Where's the access? Where's the information? And so, again, we're just filling in voids along the way. I I can see a void. When I see a void, I want to plug it. I mean, that's kind of the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And you're clearly doing that. I mean, that leads us to talk more about the intersection because it sounds like the intersection is your baby right now. It is something, it sounds like it's something that you've been putting together in your mind for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, for a couple of years, I was in a motorcycle accident kind of midway through running Boy Society. And I was thrown from my bike at 50 miles an hour and was hospitalized for almost three months, had to relearn how to walk. And in that time frame, that was when I no longer wanted to talk about fashion. I knew that there had to be more to it than that, right? Like, I'm, I love that we're stylish. And I, I get the understanding of representation, especially from an expression point. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to do more. And so I had to look at boy society and break it down to, okay, well, if we're not queer and we're not fashion, what else are we? And I just started to look around and I realized, oh, wow, we're a bunch of brand builders. We're a bunch of creatives. We're a bunch of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. How do we help affect this space? And that just led me to think and think and think and think again and continue to watch the space. And I realized that we need a network, right? Like, and, and really it broke down boy society too, that, oh, wow, we're the largest 
queer person of color network to exist on the planet right now. Right. How do you take that to the next level? The next level is to actually make it a network, actually run resources and information and talent and mentorship and classes, master classes and stuff through that. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's fun. It's scary a little bit, I think. I always get scared, I think, when we're doing new things. But I want to have impact on the world, and I believe that this is another way of doing it. So that's incredible. I know you have a dream for it. I know that you have a lot of things you want to do with it. But where do you ultimately see it going? What is your ultimate dream for the intersection? I think it's two things, right? It's a, it's a couple of things. One, it's being able to take us off of social media as the major way that we connect to our culture. You know, I think we can see that Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, and of course, Facebook owns Instagram. They are starting to kind of change their algorithms and lock up how you are seen and how you can converse with an audience. So really step one is to get us off of there, right? If we're going to be a network, let's be a network. The cool thing about the intersection is we've got our own app. You're able to make your own profile on there. You're able to message each other back and forth. You're able to build real life connections with queer people around the world. Then it's how do you take that and make sure that we're getting more visibility just as people in business and creatives and people who do things, right? Like right now, if you want to put out this podcast, you know, all you have are the traditional spaces to put this out. But what if you had a location that you knew you could talk to? queer people about this queer thing. So it's it's being able to also do that. Then more importantly, it's creating the ecosystem of how do we circulate our dollar. So you're able to sign up on our marketplace. We will have one of the largest comprehensive places of queer businesses to exist. And you can actually spend your money with them. You can buy products with them. Uh, you wow. can hire them. You can make our dollar circulate. And then we're also looking at how do we buy community investments. By the end of summer of this year, we will have bought our first landmark location. And oh, it, wow. Yeah, I'm not playing out on. here. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, it'll be a community investment that's built off of multi-unit housing, possibly with a commercial space attached if I have my dream. And we will actually house in residential Queer people, people of color, people adjacent will build our own spaces across the country and really across Amazing. the world. But we'll get there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we I know. My, yeah, my I... dreams are big. There is no doubt. I, I, I dream large. Well, listen, you, you have to dream large. I think that you can't dream small. Dreams have to be large, right? You need to have something to reach for. So dreaming big is the only way to dream, if you ask me. I can't help but think when I listen to you talk, and I've heard, you know, we've spoken before, but you do dream big and your dreams are always very connected to the sort of the empowerment of your people, right? They're always about empowerment and having people reach for more and having people recognize within themselves their potential. And I I just got to ask, where does that come from with you? Because you have this sort of innate part of you that seems to be very tapped into that, not just for yourself, but for others. So where does that come from? I may be born this way. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't know any other way to be. Yeah. So I believe, right? I believe that things are possible. 
I believe that anything anyone else can do, I can do. Right. And so when I look at, well, and I think I'm just, I'm aware of how the world tries to tear you down because I was never a kid that fit in, right? I'm black, I'm queer, I'm masculine presenting. I'm a large black woman. Like I'm so, I never had a space where I could just exist and kind of be one of the crowd. So I've always just had to be whatever it is I imagined I would be would have to be what existed. You know, I just believe in that. I don't see limitation in that way, especially from because I believe it's so created inside of us. Mm-hmm. Like if I dream it and I believe it and this is how I see it, then who who can tell me any differently? So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that I can pinpoint that per se. Um, and maybe it's my mom, right? I don't know. Maybe my mom did something and made me believe I could be anything and that all my Somebody did something. Yeah, somebody somebody, did. I don't know, but I don't have any other way to be. So I don't have those answers. Well, that's incredible because I think that one of the things that I like to talk about on the podcast is the whole idea of, and I think this is exactly why you started Boy Society and this is exactly why you're starting The Intersection is the idea of us not seeing some of the things that we want mm-hmm. and having to create it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's actually a great point. Yes. Let me say that maybe Boy Society helped give this to me. Wow. Because as I started to show the diversity of the community, we were doing everything. Wow. You know what I mean? You guys get to see whatever we put out, but from the back end, I get to see every person that follows us, every person we talk to, every person we highlight, and we're all over the board. We're doing everything. So if we could do everything, that meant that I had the ability to create it for myself, however I saw it. And so that then also just becomes true for the rest of the world. So to, I guess, to come back and answer your question, yeah, Boy Society was one of the best things that ever happened to me for my life. Yeah, it's really incredible. I, you know, I want to encourage people who are maybe don't have the level of drive, or maybe they didn't have a role model or someone like you mentioned your mom, right? Like maybe didn't have that person that was like saying, you know, I really think you can do this. I really believe in what you can do. What would you say to somebody like that? I mean, there are so many people. Our community is so diverse and so rich. There's mm-hmm. so many wonderful, talented people. And we want to encourage them to put their art out there, to put their writing out there, to put their business acumen out there, whatever it is. We want to encourage them to do that. So I want to use you as a motivational force. To What would you say to somebody who is just like, I don't know if I can, I believe in myself enough to do this thing. Yeah. Like, First of all, how I, would say, them? I would say join the intersection because that's why we created it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so mm-hmm. that you can see that there are people around you just like you who are mm-hmm. doing amazing things. Right. And they're willing to share that knowledge with you. They're willing to tell you how they did it. They're willing to just stand there and say, oh, no, I get it. Right. Like, it's it's awesome. Do it. And they're also there to help encourage you to get back up when you fall. And I think those were the things in business that, and not just business, but, you know, I consider myself a creative entrepreneur. Those things can be very siloed and lonely, right? And unless you have an army kind of around you that can remind you of the good and the bad, right? Like, you know, because I need people to pick me up and tell me I'm great. But I also need people to be like, eh, Brooklyn, you might want to think about that one. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's really what this network is set up to do. We see 
other communities incubate themselves with amazing people and keep people around them and mastermind and talk to each other and build together. I think the more that we do that as a community, the more people that will be like, oh yeah, no, I can do that. Right. There's people in our network who have gone from, you know, Adrian Muse, one of my favorite creative entrepreneurs went from being homeless in LA to drawing her art and putting it on the internet and making six figures doing it. You know, there's people like Arlen Hamilton also went from being homeless to having one of the largest funds for LGBT and POC people and people of color to Mm -hmm. to VC. Like whatever it is you want to do, I can point you to someone who's doing it. We've got people who are working at NASA right now who are queer, young, brown, and amazing. So, you know, I think once you see examples of what's possible in your life, it becomes a lot harder to play it small. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. (laughs) That is a fantastic answer. (laughs) You're right. And you know what? The thing I don't want anyone doing is playing it small. So thank you for saying that. No playing small. No one needs to be playing small. You are absolutely right in that in that regard. That's amazing. So, you know, I would imagine over the years from running Boy Society, you would have been contacted by people who were in some way struggling with their identity. Sure. You know, of course. struggling, doesn't have the community or support or doesn't think they have the community or support around them that they may need. Like, can you give me some sort of example of someone that may have reached out to you and was just struggling that you were able to sort of help and just, you know, let them realize that they weren't alone and that they had the support that they may have thought they didn't have? I think we do it every day that I don't have necessarily just one key thing that I'm like, oh, this person came to me and was like crying their eyes out. I don't have that Um, as much as I do know. I know part of the reason that what we did worked and almost worked too well was that everybody and their mama wanted to be a stud model or queer model kind of once we got started and got moving. Right. Right. And although I was, I was almost irritated by that because people would just hit me up like, can I model for you? Can I model for you? And I'm like, but I'm not, we don't do models, but that really showed that we were ready to be seen. That's right. You know what I mean? And that in itself was, and it's not just me, right? It's also people like Dapper Q. It's also people like Tomboyish. You know, I don't want to take up that space, but because we were able to stand in the space collectively and be like, yo, you can Mm -hmm. be seen, you can be represented and y'all look really good doing it. We Mm -hmm. saw a whole fashion revolution happen. And I just feel blessed to be a part of that actually. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're lucky to have you because, uh, like you said, people needed to see themselves. And, and before your platform, I'm not sure that they saw much of what, you know, much of themselves in, you know, what they were seeing. And so it's so relevant and so important and so powerful for that visibility. That visibility is just, it's everything. It's definitely a start, right? It's, again, I believe it's just a start. Let's be visible, but now let's actually, like, let's have generational wealth and let's raise some babies and let's have community. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's, yeah. let's also be great all the awesome. way around. Yes. Take it to the next level. I love it. So let me ask you um, about you, because I feel like this is not something that I feel like I've heard much about, but you're sort of coming out, you're sort of process, you're, you're starting to present as more masculine in your life. When did that all come about? 
were you like this as a kid? Like, when did the identity that you were embodying now, when did that settle into place? Oh, yeah, that was a baby. I mean, I can show you pictures of where I'm, like, two years old, and I look really non-binary. Like, my hair's really (laughs) short and, like, hanging out. But, you know, I'm actually, I believe I'm becoming a lot more feminine in my older age, for sure. But, you know, I'm just continuing to come out, right? Like, all the time and always evolving and being who I am and being free enough to allow myself the room and the flexibility to do that however I wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's so key for us, I think, in this time, mm-hmm. right? I think we are seeing... The world has very much changed since before I got started, right? Now people really are starting to identify a lot more as no label or androgynous or whatever it is. Whenever, when I got started, it was very kind of black and white. You either thin or not. And so, yeah, I think I'm growing just like the rest of us are. I feel like I'm all labels. I don't really do the no label thing. I kind of take the other way around and say, look, I'm everything. You can call me all of it. I'm just as androgynous as I am femme as I am trans. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I just love that. I love being able to create and recreate and dabble in this and switch it up into that and all of that stuff. I think I'm going to buy a dress here soon, which I haven't owned Wow, do it. I know, right? Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> I think it's so important to do it. You gotta do it. Perfect booty. So it's like oh. it'll be great. Show it off. Show it off. Don't hide that thing. Show it off. But I'm so- I, I think sometimes also when I think about like sometimes with queer people of color, in particular the ones that present as masculine, there is this sort of rigidity mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. exists that I really would love for us to revisit and not adhere to. Like yeah. there's this thing of like, you present as masculine, you have to do this. This is what you have to wear. You have to fall on these lines. What I'm hearing from you, because I would love for us to revisit that. It's just not necessary. You know, it's not necessary to be so rigid. If that's how you feel and that's what you want, fine. But live and let live, my friends. We got to allow people the freedom to express themselves in the way they want. Absolutely. And just kind of all across the board, right? Some of my favorite boys are femme presenting yeah, yeah. across the board. And I think... That's also kind of what leads me to step back from the fashion and the representation space Uh simply because I don't feel like I, we don't represent, we can't represent everything anymore. And and being okay with that, right? I'm like, okay, no, y'all got a whole bunch of different pages you can go to and kind of check it out and do it. And, you know, I'm going to let people handle that identity piece Uh just because it's complex now. And it's not easily portrayed through what's there, right? You can't just toss up a picture of someone in a suit or someone in a dress because we make huge assumptions about what that means for their identity. Very true. You got to stop doing that. Very true. Very true. You know what? I love also that you have sort of relaxed a bit on the fashion piece of what you're doing and have now turned your gaze towards doing something a little bigger and something a little broader. And I kind of like that because it kind of speaks to you having this overall dream and this overall goal that can manifest itself in different ways. You yeah, know what I mean? thank you. No, I appreciate that because that was a really hard thing to do, right? When, yes. you think, yes. when you think everyone's there for a certain reason, you think everyone has shown up for a certain reason, you get pigeonholed into kind of like, oh my God, if I do something different, will everybody leave? Am I going to be by myself? Is this even a thing I should be doing? Does this matter? 
Yes. And hearing that it does, you know, when you ask me what motivates me, that's what it is, right? I could easily get off of the internet and go live a regular life and do something different. But I'm here because all of y'all are here. Yes. Right. And as long yes. as y'all are here, I'm going to be here. I'm not yeah. going nowhere. Right. But I just I love that you are showing that it can look different. It doesn't have to be OK. You started with the fashion piece, but you can go beyond that and still keep the end goal in mind, the overall goal in mind and still yeah. stay very true to that. So that's I think that's important because I think people get very stuck in. It has to be this all the time. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with like expanding and growing outside of that and still being consistent with the actual theme of the entire thing, right? And it's so necessary, right? Like Jay-Z stopped giving y'all albums, you know right. what I mean? All of right. a sudden now he's giving you other people's albums. He's VCing deals. He, you know, he went into sports. Like it's necessary for the evolution. If I want to be here a decade from now, I'm not going to be able to talk about just fashion. It That's wasn't right. going to work. And so I was yeah, just like aware that. of that. Yes. And you said the word evolution and think that's exactly what it is. It is evolving. It is you, you taking your talents to the next level. And, you know, we got to support that because there's still a main theme going on here that is really beautiful and really empowering for queer people. And I think it's awesome. Oh, thank you. I love it. So here's my question to you. I asked this question to everyone in the podcast and I'm going to ask you and I, I know you're going to come up with an answer pretty quickly because like you're, you're somebody that's very in touch with yourself. So I don't think you're going to, you're going to have no problem answering these questions or this question, I should say. So can you complete the sentence? I feel most authentic when, and there are no wrong answers. Anything you want to say is fine, but just tell me about something or something you wear or an activity you're doing that makes you feel authentic. Listen, I feel most authentic every day. And that's because I literally, I have the privilege of waking up and doing exactly what I want to do. And, you know, it took me up until like now to Mm -hmm. really cultivate that life for myself. Mm -hmm. But I do what I want. I make money in the way that I want to. I am self-sustained in my life. That was really, really important to me. So I think that's actually the word. I feel most authentic when I'm self-sustained. Oh, fantastic. Yes, yeah. I love it. Good answer. I like it. <laughs> I think that a lot of people want want to be self-sustained and, you know, they're working on it. But I love that that's what makes you feel authentic. And I think it's fantastic. So listen, I would love for you, um, this is a period of time when I like people to plug themselves away, plug away. Please tell people about the intersection and how to find that. I'm sure that there are plenty of people following you at Boy Society on Instagram. Just go ahead and tell us where to find you online and where where these projects exist online. Yeah. So Boy Society always will continue to be the hub unless like secretly I change that name or something, which we're thinking about, but really oh yeah Yeah. it's kind of done you heard it here first folks (laughs) (laughs) you're for real because i'm not telling anyone because i haven't made a huge decision but we're breaking news it's breaking news right now definitely thinking about it um (laughs) brooklynpresents.com is kind of where you can find everything i'm doing and it's, it's a website that's just about to be up so if you look at it today it might not be there, but come back tomorrow. Like there's something there. You'll see something. Uh, but brooklynpresents.com will get you to the intersection. Awesome. It'll get you to all the events we're doing. It'll get you into my master class, which is where I will be doing my own interviews with just amazing queer people in business and media and tech. 
and showing you how to create the same lives that they're creating for themselves. And I think if you really, really want to get it done, like come in and join one of my mastermind groups. We are incubating queer people together to just talk about how do we build better businesses? How do we come across and build the brands that you're trying to create? How Mm -hmm. do you get traction online? How do you market yourself? That kind of thing. Uh, And really, how do we overcome some of these limiting beliefs around what we believe is possible for our lives? Yeah. So I think those are the big ones. Brooklyn Presents. Uh, dot com and it's like presence so like you know p-r-e-s-e-n-t-s Brooklyn presents oh great i didn't even know about that i have to check that out that's excellent. yeah give me like i said give me a day i'll have it up by the end of the day. <laughs> and i think if you say that it's gonna happen <laughs> oh yeah it'll be there i promise now because i said it so now i gotta really finish it <laughs> Good. This is a good thing for you then. You have no choice now. It's great. So what about the intersection? How can they find that? Like, how do they get more information about the intersection? Same. Go to brooklynpresents.com. It is a tab on my thing. The intersection.app will also be up, but that one's a little bit harder to find. So definitely just come into my page. It'll lead you there. If not, go to the Boy Society Instagram. You'll be able to lead there. I will also say that we were mentioned in Forbes just recently just because yeah I- you gotta mention that that it was yeah i gotta mention that like forbes is a big deal that's kind of like a childhood thing of mine that like Man. just happened and kind of is a fluke in its own self but trust me if you want to find us i'm gonna make sure you find us we will probably find you before you find us so don't worry about it <laughs> listen you have to tell me before you go what did it feel like to find out that you are being featured in forbes oh like, there was a, what did that even feel like i can yeah. only well, first of all, it feels a little, one, it definitely feels a little unreal. And and it was a thing that I knew was going to happen about a month before it happened. And I wouldn't tell anybody. And I'm usually yeah. not that person. Like when I get great news, oh, I've told everyone, right? Like, <laughs> when I call somebody, like send a text out, this is happening. I got a whole text squad that gets to know all the great things. That's amazing. Uh, That's amazing. I was like, this is unreal. This isn't actually going to happen. I wasn't sure. And so I wouldn't tell anyone. And then, you know, the day that it happened, you know, of course you put that kind of information out and it kind of blows up the internet a little bit. You know, all my friends are, are aware and people are calling me and telling me, and, and it's been recent, right? It's been within like, I think the week that this has happened. It just feels unreal. It definitely feels a little unreal. I'm excited to put it on all of our stuff and tell people. I'm hoping I can finally get booked to do some of these speaking gigs I want to do. Yes, yes. Um, but no, it feels great. And, and what actually feels great is the reaction that people have to it and that people are just like, yeah, no, you deserve this. This should have already happened. And yeah. so I think to have my community be like, oh man, we knew, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I think that is what feels better than anything. I don't, you know, Forbes, I don't read it. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything to me along that line. But like, you know, I know what it means to the world and kind of to my, my one sheet. And so that feels amazing. Oh, congratulations. I mean, definitely well-deserved. Well-deserved. And I think they did a really great job. I can't say that's something I wouldn't have expected for you. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's like, yeah, I kind of see this happening for her. And and all of a sudden it happened. It was like, yeah, that's about right. That that seems right. And that's that. Now that feels good. Right? That's that's what it feels like. It feels amazing. 
Yeah, it felt like that. I was just like, yeah, that's that's going to happen for sure. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled for you. And I want to thank you so much for being on. This was a really wonderful discussion. I love what you are doing. I have said that before. I will say it again. What you are doing is so incredibly powerful, so incredibly needed. I need you to just keep going. Keep dreaming big. Keep reaching those goals. Keep moving beyond anything you ever dreamed that you could do. I love what you're doing. I just want you to keep doing more of it. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. This was fun. Oh, it's a 100% a pleasure. And I may have to check in with you again some other time. So this may be a, another episode that has to happen in the future. You know, we'll talk more about that. Thanks so much for being with us today. I know you're really busy. I really appreciate having you. People, if you're listening, please make sure that you follow Boy Society. Go to Brooklyn Presents. Check out the website. See what she's doing. She's doing incredible things. And also, please, when you have a moment, please subscribe to the podcast, comment and rate. And I guess we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.